All right, welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumble full of Hendrix, got a mindful of thoughts. Let's go. All right, gang, let's jump into this shit. Uh, gang, the meat of today's rotted sandwich uh, borderlines on another one of my areas of expertise. Something else that I will not debate people on. I have to pull off my nasty ass socks. The first one, rape, domestic violence. First and foremost, go fuck yourself. That's not a debate topic, you insensitive bastard. But... It's my area of expertise. I, I'm a self-defense teacher. There's no excuses. None at all for abuse, sexual abuse. Please go fuck yourself. Don't want to hear about it. My other area of expertise. I'm a former NCAA All-American. I actually am. And I did not play at our mother of the worthless miracle university. I'm a graduate letterman of the motherfucking University of Texas at motherfucking Austin, Jack. Every once in a while, Uncle Bobby will say something nice about himself. It's actually kind of rare. Let's have a drink. I am. You know what else I am? I'm actually a Longhorn legend. I am. The 1994 Oklahoma game gave me and Stoney Clark, it's an actual designation of Longhorn legend. I know a little something about NCAA athletics, right? The other thing, I was also an incredibly active member of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, an organization that predated my time as an NCAA athlete, and I'm sure is still raging on today. Now, gang, let me tell you something. (laughs) Let's just get it straight right now. It, 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 no, no. It's not bold. It's not brave to stand up and say you are a Christian. It's just, no, no. I just belch hashtag unprofessional. And you were taught, you were quite literally taught that for those of us, especially that, you know, one of my many nicknames was pub daddy. I always had one liners in the press. Oh, true story. Uh, Last month, it was the last home baseball game of the season. Now, gang, I kind of look a little bit the same as I did when I play here. Shit. You see that fuck face right there, podcasters? I'm showing y'all a picture of me that's about 20 years younger. Yeah, I kind of look the same-ish, minus the gray hair on my face. Go fuck yourself. And a reporter, gang, a reporter that used to do stories on me in in the early to mid-1990s, he recognized me. Now, after the 95 uh, Texas A&M game, I said something that kind of put me on the map. And the dude came up and he was like, what's your name? Bam. And he was like, and he said, you had my faith. You had my favorite quote of all time. And I said the quote, he was like that. It's kind of what it is I was known for. But we were taught that three sacks in a game, you ran for 500, whatever the fuck may have been, the moment they put your monkey ass in front of a microphone, I I just want to give all the praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Without Jesus Christ, none of this would be possible. That You were literally taught that the moment the mic is hot, what, 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 you you ran all those laps, you lifted all those weights, right? You studied all that film, Right, you and your teammates worked as one fucking unified body. Right, you just fucking you put it all on the line. That was the greatest show of teamwork in the history of your fucking sport. Your coaches, they think their wives think they're cheating on them because they haven't been home in seven fucking days. They're not fucking someone else. They're going blind watching film. Right. The strength and conditioning staff, the equipment staff, the medical staff, academic staff, the chow hall people. We actually had a food coach. There's so many people involved 
when your monkey ass wins a game or much less a national championship, and instead of, you know what, I want to thank my position coach, uh, Coach Rocco. He really rode my fucking ass. I'm going to tell you what, my fellow linebackers, I mean, we lived in that fucking meeting room. Uh, I want to thank Rock Gullickson. I want to thank Evan Marcus, the strength coaches. They really hounded our asses on everything. No, 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 no. Please go fuck yourself. The moment you get on that mic, you are to jerk God off with two well-lubed palms. Please go fuck yourself. And this, again, this didn't start when I played. This has been going on since forever, gang. Ever since there was a God to lie about, and ever since the formation of NCAA-level athletics, the two have walked hand-in-hand since forever. Now, I did a show, and I remember, I think his name was Aaron Brooks. He was a wrestler from Penn State who won the national championship in his weight division, to which I said, congratulations, man. As a former NCAA athlete myself, I know well the effort that Aaron put in. Aaron got up there and pretty much gave a church sermon. He did, because that's what we're taught to do. I even remember the reporter was like, yo, man, I mean, you were just a fucking animal, my dude. Your your, your genetics are fucking crazy. I mean, don't you want to thank your mom and your dad? I just want to thank Jesus Christ. And the reporter's like, uh, a little bit, maybe, your mom and dad. No, just Jesus Christ. And you know what? I've got no criticism. Believe it or not, as much of a snarky son of a bitch as I can be, Aaron, that was your moment. And if you want to get up there and thank the your Lord and Savior, okay. Okay. But it's not bold. It is not bold to get up in the United States where Christianity is quite literally the ruling class, it's not bold to say, I'm a Christian in the United States. It's not unique for an NCAA athlete, much less any level athlete, to thank Jesus after their event. This isn't new. This is not rare. It's not bold. Gang, I have lived in this house by myself for quite some time. Buddy is blind. Bubba and Papa don't give a damn. I can't tell you the last time I closed the door to the bathroom while I was taking a shit. It's not bold for me to sit here and say, I take a shit. Doors are open. Yeah. Dang, if I was a real motherfucking Viking, I would do it in the middle of Lamar lunch hour traffic, 12 noon, and just pop a squat. That would take a little bit of spine. But to sit here and do it in my house while no one's around, that's not the least bit bold. That was a real fucked up ass exam. I'm going to turn on some air. But you guys can still hear me. Go fuck yourself. Before we start on this fucked up ass video, I remember ah, I was teaching one of my new fitness classes. Buddy, get, get out of the way. You're killing your balls. I was teaching. Wait for it. I was teaching one of my new fitness classes. This one was a while back. And one of the people, ah, her nickname was Angel. I called her that because she quite literally wore her Christianity on her sleeve. It was my nickname for her. And I'm moving the class around. You guys do this. Okay, this group, get on the treadmills. And I remember I went, checked on the other group. Came back to check on uh, the treadmill group. And I was like, Angel, pick your shit up. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I remember the lady sitting next to her. I was like, why does he call you Angel? And I remember Angel got you know, kind of shy. She's like, it's, he, it's because I'm a Christian. And the lady she told that to, she too got, oh, hey, don't, don't, don't worry. I'm a Christian too. I was like, again, for as liberal of a reputation that Austin, Texas has, Jesse, in case you guys aren't aware, Austin, Texas is officially in the Bible Belt and not by a little bit, gang. We're only 70 miles north of San Antonio, which is hyper-religious. Austin is still the fucking Bible Belt. I live in Texas. It's a red state. Go fuck yourselves. You really felt the need to whisper that? Christians, you don't have... 
you guys love to act like you are the second class. Like you have to sit here and talk in code, right? Right? No. Again, it, it takes no boldness in any realm here in the United States to say you're a Christian. Please go fuck yourself. Gang, let's get to this fucked up ass video. So you guys know what to do. Let's go ahead and Autobots transform. Uh, gang, and you know what the next step is. You know we got to roll out. All right, what are you guys seeing? Let's take a look here. As usual, this dude can go fuck himself. You are not getting center stage on my screen. You know the real fucked up thing is, gang? This dude right here, let's go to that fucking video. Ah, wrong one. This dude right here, let's go ahead and blow up Shuwait. What's going on? Why why won't it blow up Shuwait? Oh, that's why. Hold on. Wait for it. Slow internet here in Austin. Bible Belt, blow up Shuwait. Okay, what's going on? Why did it skip? This dude right here. You guys have heard me say the name Kenny once or twice. Kenny was one of the pastors that was trying to get me to come back to the flock. This guy kind of resembles Kenny just a little bit. Now, look at this. Oklahoma softball team shocks the world, and then this happens. So the opening line looks like ESPN was not ready for this. Oh, let's just call him Kenny. Kenny Tinbuck says that they were. Something tells me that the Oklahoma girls getting on the podium saying, I want to thank my Lord Jesus Christ is not the first time that ESPN has put in uh, a microphone in front of a kid's face and said, Hey, you just won the national championship or conference championship. How do you, something tells me that 2023 was like 2022. That was like 2021. That was like 2020 kick all the way back to the 90s when I fucking played, to the 60s when my dad was playing. Shut the fuck, ESPN was not ready. No, it's not that they weren't ready for it. They were expecting it, you know, like the rest of us. This motherfucker, roll the tape, come on. Not ready for this. Guys, today's video is super exciting because it's so in alignment with my vision and the vision for this channel and all the content I'm putting out to reveal the glory of God on every glowing screen. And what I know is as the world is getting darker, it allows us as Christians, as- Pause the tape. Gang, Christians, the world getting darker, the darkness you see in the world is you. The rest of us are trying to move forward. The rest of us are trying to get past this these intellectual dark ages, right? I know, I know, I know, it's in your Bible, but you'll never guess what, fuck nuts. There's nothing wrong with being gay, trans, bi, any of that. It's not demonic. It's not a choice. Satan did not get inside. And please shut the fuck up, okay? The darkness that you guys see in the world, it is you, right? Well, you see that lady over there? Yeah. Well, she was raped by her uh, uncle and got pregnant from that encounter. She wants to have an abortion. Well, my God says that she can't. Really? <laughs> Again, the darkness that you see, that is you. And you you guys don't want to do anything to help out with whatever darkness there is. You just want to sit here and wait for this world to end so you can go and party in heaven, right? And again, well, see that lady? Yeah, well, she wants to get an abortion. Well, she can't. Well, she can't get an abortion because my God says that all life is sacred. Unless you're a Jew, a Muslim, a Hindu, unless you're an atheist or agnostic or one of those filthy faggots or any other religion that my God just then not your life doesn't mean a good goddamn thing. He's going to see you torching. Shut the fuck up. Again, the darkness in the world, Christians, it is your fucking shadow. The rest of us are trying to move forward. This month, just roll the tape. As followers of God to shine our light even more brightly in these days and not just curse the culture, but redeem the culture. And I believe that God is not just wanting people to do ministry inside the four walls of of the church. He wants to equip entertainers. He wants to equip engineers. He wants to equip politicians. And he even wants to equip. Pause the tape. Or he could just bring his monkey ass down here and show us himself. This month, just roll the tape. Athletes to do his work. I want to share this video that's going viral all over the internet right now. 
And this is the Oklahoma Sooners softball team. And they actually just won the College World Series for women's softball. And when asked a question by some reporters about how do they maintain this joy? How do they maintain this peace in the midst of all of the pressure and anxiety of needing to perform at such a high collegiate athletic level? Listen to their response. This it's is going to encourage what you is guys. It? Make sure you stick around to the end because what Dude, they say. Shut the fuck up. It's, a, it's such an encouragement, and I hope it even challenges Come some of on. us in these days. Check this out. Oh. Start with ESPN. The players, I know you talked about keeping the joy of the game, but I'm curious. It's a long season, right? And you guys have had the target on your back the entire time, the win streak being number one. How do you handle the unique pressure that comes with that? How do you keep the joy first? Pause the date. I don't answer that. Again, error of expertise. Please go fuck yourself. Uh, by focusing on the moment, by realizing the only thing that you have is this moment. Okay. The game is on Saturday. I literally cannot even focus on Saturday's game until I get through Monday's weightlifting session. That's what's most important at that moment. The mindset is you are, let's say it's Texas A&M. The game is what's on Saturday. You start competing against Texas A&M the moment the last game is over. At that point, it's who can rest the best. Who can get the most nutrition? Now we get into the work week. You maintain your focus, your joy, whatever the fuck, by focusing on that which you can control. Okay, now we went from the weight room. Now it's time for a skull session. We're, this is Now we get our, um, our scouting report. Page by motherfucking page. Detail by detail. You maintain that joy, that focus, that lust for the game. By focusing on the moment, because the moment is all you can control. Now watch this kid say, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, roll the tape. For so long, when anxiety seems like the thing that's very easily set in. What would you answer with, by the way? Pause the tape. I just told you, fuck nuts, by focusing on the moment. By remembering, this is why I signed that letter of intent. Th this was the moment. Every single last one of us wants to be on that stage. I, what kept me going my, was my love for the game, to give it everything I had, to sell out that when the game was fucking over, when my career was over, I wanted to be able to look back and say, I did it all, Jack. Yeah, I can't walk right now, but you know what? As much as my body hurts, it was fucking worth it. That would be my answer, numb nuts. Roll the tape. You're performing at this high level, and someone asks you, how do you keep the joy? How do you not get paralysis by analysis? By remembering how do you, why uh, I stay level-headed and, and make the right decisions? And Pause the tape. Level-headed? Because I am responsible. I played nine technique. Right inside me was a five technique, a defensive tackle. He kept me level-headed. I wanted to do my job so the five technique could do his job. The linebacker right behind me, the Sam inside, I wanted Tyson King to walk off that field with as clean of a jersey as humanly possible. I was a mixture of a dump truck and a fucking bodyguard. My job was to keep containment and to make sure number 50 didn't have anyone hitting him the entire game. That's what kept me level-headed because I know this isn't me. I went out there and did my fucking job. And if I were to ever get the big head, someone would probably slap me in the back of the neck because I would have done the same to them. I'm responsible to the man to the left of me and to the man on the right of me and the man behind me. That's how you do it. You work as a team. Roll the tape. Not get overwhelmed. Are you going to uh, chalk it up to ice baths? Are you going to chalk yes. it up to a good diet? Yes. Are you going to chalk it up to meditation or yes. good vibes or yes. positivity? Yes. Even if you're a believer, would you be willing to say the truth if you are anchoring your faith in Jesus? Pause the tape. I was a very strong Christian, but even back then, gang, I always found it insanely selfish. I never once prayed for victory. I never did. Even back then, I was like, that's fucking stupid. It is. 
So uh, it, it's changed because of the trail of tears that happened about 10, 15 years ago. But if, at least back then, it was just Memorial Stadium. It was not DKR back then. I'm about to belch. Why does belch hashtag a professional? If my hands were the stadium, behind my laptop was East Austin. East Austin, gang, is poor as shit. And when I played in the 90s, so you got the stadium, you had I-35, then you had East Austin. Gang, I was playing in a multi-million dollar stadium, multi-million dollar facilities. UT is one of the richest, if not the richest, NCAA school fucking out there. And across the street from where I played, literally walking distance, there would be a family that went to bed without dinner that night. Even back then, I was like, I cannot pray for a victory. You cannot be fucking serious. And when they did put me in front of the microphone, besides my famous one-liners, I was like my coaches. Shit, motherfucker. I, my, my teammates, my parents. Yeah. <laughs> I never once got up there and evangelized, even though I was told to do it. That just wasn't my style. Because like, that's just why, right? Yeah, I just want to thank my Lord, uh, Jesus Christ. You know, we, we beat Texas A&M for the final Southwest Conference Championship. Now, oh, what's that? Those starving kids just a quarter mile away from where I'm playing? Fuck them kids. I just, I couldn't do it. I just, I couldn't. Roll the tape. Jesus and are standing on the solid rock. Would you have the boldness to say that on national television it's not to bold. an ESPN it's reporter? It's not bold. Just think about that. And then listen to what these young ladies have to say. Fucking cry, baby. Well, the only way you can have a joy that doesn't fade away is from the Lord. And any other type of joy is actually happiness that comes from circumstances and outcomes. Um, I think Coach has said this before, but joy from the Lord is really the only thing that can keep you motivated. Um, uh, just good mindset. Uh, no Pause the tape. This kid is allowed to believe whatever the fuck it is she wants to believe. I said the same thing about Aaron Brooks. I, uh, Grace, Grace, congratulations, first and foremost. I never won a national championship in college. Good job, kid. Good, good fucking job. Bravo. She doesn't need my permission. I'm a fucking nobody in her world. But she's, Grace, you're allowed to say whatever the fuck it is. And you're also allowed to catch this criticism. Now, gang, it just hit me. You, Oklahoma is a public university. I'm not going to lie. If my daughter was on that damn team and she uh, decided that, you know what? Atheism. Yeah, I just don't believe in this stuff. It'd be one thing if Grace and the other girls, you know, were talking about God and Jesus. I would have a problem. Now I would, right? I was like, uh, why is the head coach prophetizing? Because here's the thing, though, gang. It, let's say the uh, head coach's name is Becky Johnson. If Becky Johnson was Fatima Akbar and she started talking about the Islamic faith, holy shit, you guys know that Christians would lose their fucking minds. So fair is fair. I would actually sit down with the coach. I would have. Roll the tape. Matter the outcomes. Thankfully, we've had a lot of success this year, but if it was the other way around... Uh, joy from the Lord is the only thing that can keep you embracing those memories, moments, friendships, and all of that. So Word. Uh, that's really the only the only answer to that because there's no other way that softball can bring you that um, because of how much failure comes in it and just how much of a roller coaster the game can. What? 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 What perspective? Are you kidding me? This young lady is like probably fulfilling her dream right now right playing at this high level they're right. absolutely crushing the competition and you know what's keeping her steady she just said it herself softball isn't the end-all be-all agree she recognizes that she was created for something so much more than this and did you hear what she said in a world that's chasing after happiness hello we even have that written in the declaration of independence what of our country here what is he going to say the pursuit of happiness yeah, right but happiness is a fleeting emotion whereas joy the joy of the lord as we read in the bible oh pause the tape and go fuck yourself joy happiness you're splitting hairs fuck nuts and yes you're right it's fleeting you're not going to be happy all the goddamn time sometimes you're going to get kicked in your fucking chest you're going to lose you're going to break up with someone you're going to fail a test you're right it's fleeting right it's kind of like well why bother eating it, 
I'm just going to shit it out because the steak tasted good at the fucking moment. You don't have to not be happy because it's fleeting. Embrace that moment. Also embrace the moment to where life fucking sucks ass. Lean into it. Right? Oh, you can't be happy. All that matters is joy. What? And did I miss the dictionary difference? What, what the fuck was that? But again, Grace, you're allowed to say whatever you want to say. I don't agree that your head coach should be preaching it. But again, let's just see what this fuck face has to say. Roll the tape. Well, the joy of the Lord is our strength. I want to read the scripture for you real quick. Too. Oh, it says, well, the scripture. The trans- over, transition oh, over here. here. We go. It says in John chapter 15, Jesus tells his disciples. And Robert Reed says the, to the shut vine, the fuck the up. Branches, oh, word your mother. You no. bear much fruit. No, I, I, don't even, my- I don't even know if I want to hear this. Uh, gang, give me a fucking break. You know what God is? Gang, pause this fucked up. You know what God is? God is like Kanye West. And I'll be good, goddamn, the squid fucking told me, and I can't remember. The, the little girl that got up on the fucking stage for, you know, music girl of the, the year shit. And she gets up there again. Hard work. Uh, again, I, I don't remember. Uh, Dolly Parton, fuck. Dolly Parton gets up there. And Dolly has worked her ass off. She's written the song. She's hours of rehearsal. All the technical stuff, all the wardrobe stuff, the tour dates, the bus breaking down. You're late for this. You got to focus. You just found out that your dog fucking died. But, bitch, it's kickoff in two hours, Dolly. You got to get on that stage and give those people what they fucking paid money for. And she completely transforms and transmogrifies from sad Dolly to happy Dolly. She goes out there and works her ass off. Dolly gets her ass up on stage, and before she can say, hey, Kanye West gets his monkey ass up and says whatever the fuck it is he has to say. Dolly Parton's moment will forever walk hand in hand with Kanye West cripplingly being insecure. I have to shit on that moment. Dolly's moment will forever walk hand in hand with what Kanye West did. That's what this is, gang. You mean to tell me, let's say it's Grace. Grace's palm looks like that of a fucking longshoreman. You want to know why? You can't get Dolly out of batter's practice. She is constantly swinging that bat. She wants to make sure that that stroke is smooth than a motherfucker. She's a perfectionist. She wants to do everything she can to make sure that her team wins it all. Right? Some lady fucking wants to throat some, float some fucking cheese over the plate. So Dolly's like, bitch, I got something for you. So she cranks that shit. It's a walk-off grand slam home run. That's Grace's moment. But God is Kanye West. Right? Hey, Grace, you get up there and talk about me. Really? You can't even let that 20-year-old child have her fucking moment? This motherfucker. We again, just roll the tape. Did life? No, check this out. John 15. I don't care. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Here, let me tell you. Robert Reed 1-1 says, shut the fuck up and let those little girls have their fucking moment. He doesn't take away from you. He actually adds to your life. His joy is full in you, and then your joy is overflowing, and that's what these young ladies are experiencing. And I love that they're just so bold. and Pause the tape. God is officially a bad parent. You're not complete. That's what we were told. That's pretty much what he's saying. That's what Christianity says. You are incomplete without this God, this Jesus. You are garbage. You are. You are a sinner. Again, you are so fucked up that a dad had to murder his own son. Now, Grace, go on and drink some of this blood and eat this flesh. And you're still not okay. In some way, somehow, that's joyful, that's happy, that's fulfilling. You are nothing without this child sacrifice. Again, gang, I can't make money off of these videos. I'm over here telling Grace, Grace, you are worth something, child. You are. You worked your ass off. 
I am the demon <laughs> here. This fuck face down here, Kenny, Kenny Jr., he's happy than a motherfucker that Grace thinks that she is garbage. Again, I remember people telling me, you know, you just wait, Robert. When you have a kid, oh, you'll be a Christian again. Gang, if there was a way to push someone further into their atheism, it would be me having a kid. You could not pay me money. Just so you guys know, this is not an act. This is not an act. I'm actually this protective. Let's make sure StreamYard's going good. Yes, it is. I am actually this protective. I am. It's not an act. I get it from my dad who got it from his dad. Gang, if you told me in order to join your club, I had to tell my daughter that she's so terrible she deserves to get hurt, you better be saying that from a long-distance fucking phone call, Jack. You don't find joy in telling your little girl that she's a piece of shit. Now, come on, baby. Let's go to this building that doesn't pay property taxes. Go on and drink this blood and eat this flesh. Get on your knees and tell this invisible fuckface that you ain't shit. Go on, baby. Got me fucked up. Roll the tape. And courageous to share it. Let's hear some more. 1,000% agree with Grace Lines. Um, I went through that my freshman year. I I was so happy to win the call. I've talked about this before, but I was just so happy that we won the college world series, but I didn't feel joy. I didn't have, I didn't know what to do the next day. I didn't know what to do for that following week. I didn't pause the tape. That is sad. That is sad. I don't Jada. I don't believe you. I do not believe you. I don't believe you. You mean to tell me because uh, they've won the college world series. I think two times in the last three years, if I remember that correctly. You mean to tell me, Jada, that you were unfulfilled by, hold on, I'm about to belch. That is belch, hashtag unprofessional. I just, I just don't believe that. I do not believe that. I think that is a line that she has been taught to say. Uh, what? Where, where, where are you going after this? Are, are you stressed out about your mortgage? You're in fucking college, kid, on full scholarship. You don't got to worry about money. You don't. Medical, just so you know, medical is paid for underneath your fucking scholarship. If that child has a cough, she's got Robitussin the next day. Give me a break. But only when you tell Jada and Grace, when you tell them that you are violently incomplete, this is, this is what I'm starting to get mad. Gang, that little girl could be my fucking daughter. And if I heard my little girl get up there and say some bullshit like that, I'm grabbing that goddamn coach by the nap of her neck. What did you tell my girl? How dare you sit here and tell her that she ain't shit? What the fuck is wrong with you? If nothing else, my daughter is a motherfucking reed bitch, and that makes her better than you. Did you teach my little girl that you should be unfulfilled by reaching the pinnacle of your sport? Gang, you got me fucked up. No, 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 no. Teaching kids that transgender people are real and good to go, that's not abuse. That's not indoctrination. Telling your child that you can't be happy after you win the World Series because you didn't suck God's nuts, that's abuse. Gang, this is sitting on some bullshit. Roll the tape. Feel filled. And I had to find Christ in that. And I think that is what makes our team so strong. Is Gang, pause the tape. Like I said, the God proposition is one pronoun removed from being the worst thing you've ever heard. If Jada was my little girl and she, just looking at her, she could be. If she said that about her boyfriend, I can't go into detail on what I would do because I don't want to get a strike on my channel. Again, I am nothing without God. I'm incomplete without God. A good majority of this country is like, bravo, bravo, bravo. If she said that about Jim, every father worth his salt, let's just say, would take action against Jim. I mean, that that's terrible, gang. I'm just, I, would, I don't even have a fucking darling, none that I'm aware of. I don't even have a fucking kid. 
And this is making me highly agitated here. Roll this fucked up ass tape. I'm going to have a stroke. We're not afraid to lose because if it's not the end of the world. If we do lose, yes, obviously we worked our butts off. To I agree. And we it's not win, the end of the world, kid. But it's not the end of the world because our life is in Christ and that's all that matters. I love it, man. Oh, my gosh. I love that perspective of... Um, Pause the tape. She's right. She's absolutely right. One of the We all loved Mac Brown. I didn't play for Mac Brown, but we all loved him. And 06, when those boys won the national championship, I heard from some of the kids in that locker room, I mean, you're 18, 19, 20 years old. Right, you are a fist fight and a hard on waiting to happen. You're playing arguably the most popular sport in the United States, and you are the last team standing. Texas won the national championship. They beat USC, the greatest national championship game I've ever watched. No joke, and that's not a biased statement. Mac Brown walks in after all the press and the blahs and the glavenoids. And the first thing he tells those boys is, do not let this be the most important thing that's ever happened to you in your life. That was beautiful, gang. To sit there and tell that to a testosterone-driven group of young boys, holy shit. Enjoy the moment, but go do something else when this is done. Again, this this bull, yes. <laughs> Losing a game, football, softball, tracking, it's not the end of the world. It's not. But it should suck. It should suck. And you should embrace the suck. Remember how that feels and work 19 times harder so that shit doesn't happen again. But again, just kind of escaping that reality. It was like, I found my identity in Christ. No, Jada. Find your comfort in your coaching staff, in your medical staff, in your equipment staff, your teammates, yourself, your mother, your father, your fans. Again, I, I had a tremendous bowel movement. I just want to thank my Lord in Christ Jesus Christ. Come on, guys. Roll the tape. Regardless if they win or lose, they know who they're serving. And so many of us, we want a platform. We want to be recognized. We want to find our identity and our achievements and our... Pause the tape. What did I just tell y'all? Gang, I have every confidence I would have been the world's worst girl dad. I'm too old school. I, I can't get with this new style parenting bullshit. I told you, if, if I heard my daughter say I was built to serve Scott, Scott would get his ass a visit. From my daughter's six foot three, 245 pound dad. And yeah, 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 yeah. My, my daughter's not built to serve any fucking man. Go fuck yourself. This is just ugly, gang. This is ugly. <laughs> Again, when God says it, it's fucking fantastic. When James says it, it's abusive. No, no, just no. Roll this fucked up ass tape. I'm gonna have a stroke. Accomplishment. We are not making. But what it happens when this. we get there? Who's really gonna get the glory? The I've kids. So many athletes. The kids. Who they they give God the glory when things go well, but when things don't go well, do they do they recognize that God is in that too? He wants to glorify Himself through even how we lose at this at at this level of We're not competition. Make it this tape. But I we believe are I not can just see it in these young ladies' tape. hearts and their eyes. Jesus H. He's entrusting this them hurts because of their integrity this hurts my to feelings. really honor him and use the platform that he's given them for one purpose, not to bring glory to themselves or even to the college, to their campus, but to give glory to the one who actually put them there in the first place. Yeah. Um, I think a huge thing. Pause the tape. Where was God when those girls were lifting those weights? Where was God when they were lifting those, running those fucking laps? Where was God when they were like, man, my all my classmates are going out partying, but I got to be in bed because I got a game tomorrow. Where was God for all of that? Nowhere to be fucking found. Alyssa, there is nothing wrong with saying, I, I can't, I was going to say the, I can't say it. I just, as a Longhorn, I can't say it. But the little fucked up ass chant that the Sooners say, 
Alyssa, Grace, and I can't remember the other little girl's name, Jada. There's nothing wrong with saying a little fucked up ass chant. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? I work my monkey ass off. You goddamn right. This is my moment, mother. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you a bad person. It's bad to tell these little girls that they can't go out there and enjoy the moment. The Christian God is a very bad parent gang. I remember one of the things that my dad used to tell us all the time. What well, you're a man now, right? Dad, should I do this, 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 or this? So like he'd always say, you're a man now. You figure it out. Yeah, dad, I'm nine years old. I just shit. And I can't wipe my ass good and my underwear's dirty. I don't think I'm a dude, right? I'm not a man. <laughs> but dad would always, you're a man. Go figure this out. And I sit here and I, you know, today's kids and shit. And I was like, I have to get home. My kid likes, you know, a cafe au lait and freshly cut fruit. And, you know, I'm going to make them, you know, fucking all this fancy ass breakfast and the French toast and the organic sausage and the glavenoids. You know what my parents said? Figure it out, motherfucker. They did. I'm not even close to joking. You want to know why? Again, my dad's like, dude, you're fucking morbid. Dad would always say, one day me and your mother are not going to be here. You got to learn how to do this yourself. You're a man now. Figure it out. He always said that. They wanted me and my sister to grow the fuck up. They wanted us to do this on our own. The Christian God is the parent that never lets you grow up. You cannot not need him. You always have to rely on your parents. I remember. I don't even give a fuck anymore about what he has to say. We're about to wrap this up. This motherfucker. Uh... I remember one of the first times there was a restaurant that used to, um, ah, it's going to be hard to talk about. Uh, they loved my mom. They loved my mom. And mom was just getting sick. And it was this little soul food, seafood restaurant, not too far from where my parents lived. And every time we went, mom always had this, not complicated, but she was like, well, I want the number seven, but can I get this, this? this and this, and can I get two extra planks of fish because I want to take something home to my husband. And those those kids were great, man. The, 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 the staff there really trained those kids to be respectful. And they always had the same answer, no matter what. They always said, whatever mama wants, right? Whatever mama wants. And they did. Whatever mom wanted, they always got it for mom. And it was one, and she always, 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 uh, whatever. If I got, I always get like the catfish dinner, right? And she always made me get two because, especially back then, I was single. She, you didn't have a, my mom's an old southerner. Go fuck yourself. She always wanted me to have two dinners, one for there and one to bring back to Austin, right? He's like, you got, I got to make sure, mom, I'm 245 pounds. I look like I'm missing any meals. But the first time, the first time that happened, I was like, I'm going to pay for it, mom. She refused. She refused. And as a long story short, I hope I can remember how to tie this in together with that little emotional little moment there. I get in my car. And mom slipped me like a $10 bill or something for gas. And I was like, I went back inside and I lied. I was like, I got to go to the bathroom and I slipped the money back in my mom's, you know, pocketbook. And I came back to work and it was an older gentleman. And I told him what happened. I remember he said, don't you ever fucking do that again. Don't you ever fucking do that again. If she gives you $10, you take that fucking $10. She wants to be your mom. You do that. So I always took the money after that. My point being, <laughs> even with all of that, my parents always wanted me to grow up. They always wanted me to stand on my own. Go be you. Go have a fucking life. Beat it. Right? And I, you know, I, I'm a mama's boy. And I'd always call home. And she'd always pick up. And back then I was, she was like, why are you calling me? It was like, I would just want to hear your mom, your voice, mom. And be like, don't you have a wife? Yeah. Go talk to your wife. Right? She was just like, beat it. 
My parents always wanted me to have my own life. Go grow up. We're going to be fine. The only gift my parents ever accepted from me, I came into a little bit of money uh, in college from a car accident, and it was just a show of thanks. My first game my senior year was in Hawaii. So I paid for my parents' tickets. Again, I'm just babbling because I don't I, I don't want to hear this dude sit here and talk shit, be happy that these little girls are ta- been taught to talk shit about themselves. That was the only gift from me that my parents ever accepted. But at the end of the day, my parents is like, grow up. <laughs> Apron strings, cut. The Christian God never let you grow up. That's a really long way to go to say the Christian God never let you grow up. You always have to be his kid. You always have to depend on him. Gang, that's a really bad parent. Let's finish this up. Roll the tape. That we've really just latched onto is eyes up. And you guys see us doing this and pointing up, but we're really like fixing our eyes on Christ. And that's something where, like they were saying, you can't find a fulfillment in an outcome, whether it's good or bad. And Facts. Um, I think that's why we're so steady in what we do and in our love for each other and our love for the game, because we know this game is giving us the opportunity to glorify God. Pause it, Jake. We, we're about to end this tape. This is really hard to listen to. This is really hard to listen to. Gang, this is just sitting on some bullshit. Those little girls would have won that game whether they believed in God or not. They won the game because they were the best team that day. Every single last one of these kids worked her ass off to be where she is. You put in the work, Alyssa. You deserve this moment. Again, the Christian God is the parent that never lets you grow up. Again, if I again, it's always one pronoun away from being the worst thing ever. If I talked about my parents the way we're taught to talk about Christ, you would think this was like some Norman Bates type of bullshit. Like, mommy, it's like, dude, you are 50 years old. Why are you still calling her mommy? Well, mommy needs to cut my steak. I can't cut my, I can't use sharp things. It, what's the fucking difference? Just wrap this up. Roll this tape. This is fucked. Hey. He's happy. I just he's happy to hear once this. Once we figured that out and that was our purpose and everyone was oh. all in with Alyssa, them, you're better than um, this. It's really changed so you much You are better. So, I mean, I myself, I seen so much of a growth in myself um once i turned to jesus and i realized okay you know what pause the tape and i can't listen to that once i turn again stop it stop it stop it stop it stop it and stop it Alyssa, you grew up because you matured grace did jada did all those little girls on that fucking team you work as a team kid the football players who sit there and work, those little boys, they work their asses off. The track team, those girls, those boys, they work their asses off. The volleyball team, those girls, those boys, they work their asses off. The tennis team, those girls, those boys, they work their asses off. And you, if you make it to the gold medal podium, there's nothing wrong with saying, I did it. My team did it. You grow because you grow. Your identity is in yourself, in your community. You're a good person despite what Christianity teaches you. Gang, Uncle Bobby's only giving you one big motherfucking problem. So as a result, Uncle Bobby's giving you one big motherfucking solution. Christianity, I just belch, hashtag unprofessional. Christianity as a whole, shut the fuck up. That was just really hard to hear. Sorry about that emotional moment. But that that always kicks me back, thinking about that seafood restaurant. But, yeah, you're better than that. Again, God is Kanye West mixed with the lady from Mommy Dearest. A glory hog that never lets you grow up. You always have to depend on your dad. Now, as protective as a father as I probably would have, after my parents and that is look this is the hardest thing i've ever said in my life kid but go fucking do it yourself
and knowing me the way I know me, I, every waking second, I would have to fight the urge to pick up the phone, call my little girl and say, and again, I know you're 21, I know, but can I help? I would have to fight that urge every waking second. But I know the best thing for her is to grow up, to be her own woman, have her own family, do whatever the fuck she wants to do. And if she remembers to call her dear old dad every once in a while, that'd be more than fine. But not the Christian God. You're constantly having to tell him how great he is. No matter what it is you have done yourself, you always have to talk about God. Really? But again, when you hear things like I was incomplete and all this other crap, again, that one just set me the fuck off. And maybe it's because, you know, the dad that I never was, but there's no fucking way, right? Again, if you say it about God, you're a good Christian. If you say it about Scott, I'm going to beat your ass. No, I was incomplete without Jesus. What would I be without Jesus? I was incomplete without uh, Richard. Without Richard, I'm nothing. But it's like, really? Really? Where where does Richard live, baby? Yeah, okay. One, two, three, ABC Street. No, I'm just going to go take him out for a drink. Yeah, I'm not going to take him out for a drink. But again, that, that whole thing was just sitting on some bullshit. But I think <laughs> the gist of the show, as I've gone on to 900 tangents, is that this is nothing new, gang. This is officially nothing new. NCAA athletics and Christianity have walked hand in hand since forever. It's not bold to stand up and say you're a Christian. It's just not. But I do want to kick back, and I want to wrap up the show with this right here. No, absolutely not. If no, no, I'm not going to sit here and listen to these little girls sit here and talk about how incomplete they are, how damaged they are. They're not damaged. Ten Buck says they're like the rest of us. Got a little bit of good in them, got a little bit of bad, and got a whole bunch of stuff in between. They won that game because they worked their asses off and they deserved the spotlight. All right, gang, the big guy's held you long enough. He's signing the fuck off. Gin and truth. Let's go. Always remember, gang, whatever mama wants.